told them you never know. You know we're in a new place because not only is Mr. Steve here, but he's not allowed on the couch. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> you can try all you want, but you can't come up here. Uh, we haven't done one of these together since Nashville. Mm -hmm. Now we're in Austin and we're about to leave. But boy, has it been a ride. It's been a ride. We uh, came in hot. It's 4th of July. We did the lake as uh, well as you could do anything, I think, you know. And... Uh, had about a four-day send. Some some of the homies from um, from Arizona came out who we hadn't seen. Ooh, that's where we lived originally, um, and uh, we we had ourselves a holiday. And we're right here on Lake Travis, which is uh, about a half hour north of downtown Austin. Yeah. And uh, how how have you enjoyed the lake life? <sighs> I'm a big lake guy, man. <laughs> I know, cause you and I were northeastern guys, grew up on the ocean. Yeah. We couldn't be the furthest from lake guys. Yeah. At least growing up, I, I, knew, I knew nothing about lakes. Yeah. And uh, this has opened my eyes. I think I'm a big lake guy now. Yeah, because the lake's just a different vibe. Like, you're getting, you know, the ocean's one thing. You travel to it, unless you have a house on the ocean front, mm -hmm. you know. But it's, it's, a, it's an ocean, so it's, like, a lot. I don't know. There's something more serene about, like, calmer water and just, like, I don't know. To me, there's, there's, there's great. I love the ocean, too, you know. But mm -hmm. having, like, a, a lake, you could just kind of jump in the water anywhere and, Fuck around is uh and, is really and nice. the people hook up their boats to one another. The tie-ups. The tie-ups. Yeah. Like you like Fourth of July, like we didn't even know the motherfuckers that were tied up next to us. And yeah, they we just, just came on up. up, you tie up next to them, mm -hmm. and you just start becoming friends. You the take boat. all their beers. Yep. And the bitches. Um, <laughs> but also the boat life, like is it's like uh it's like the Jeep community. Remember, we didn't know that like, we got a Jeep and like every time we we're driving around, I'd be like, why is everyone fucking waving at me? I realized it was people in Jeeps waving at other people in Jeeps, which I thought was adorable. Um, now, it's, similar... now it's the mullet. People see the mullet and they give They're you the like, wave. Ah, I'm the same guy. Like, I'll see a mullet and be like, nice. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the boat etiquette is really nice. Nice life. Uh, it's also very, very, it's Chug Bud Central. The water is Chug Bud country. Chug Bud could just live out there as a business. I might, I might set up a fucking... <laughs> Chug Bud business is just a boat bopping around selling Chug Buds because it might be really fucking smart. There's a cool name in this. I just can't think of it right now. Just thought of that right now. Yeah, that, there's something there. The, there's chug, some... the Chug Bud Tug. The chug Boat. Chug, chug Bud Tug Boat. The, the <laughs> chug Bud Tug Boat. It's a mouthful. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but either way, I think it's the Chug Boat when you're selling Chug Buds. But either way, uh, awesome experience. Baker lives, you know, golf carts over to our house and... Uh, it's been nice hanging out with him, and he's been having a little fun before he goes off to camp. So I'll tell you what, the f I want to say it was the 4th. We had already been here for a few days, and we were banged up. And I got out on Baker's dock. We were behind his house, and I don't think I was ready for unstable land because I, I got the spinsies. <laughs> I had to retreat to land. But uh gathered myself and got out on the boat and had a day on the lake, so. Yeah, things have been good here, man. Yeah, Baker, what a guy. I got um, fucks for sure. Knows how to have a good time. Mm -hmm. Sweet guy. Humble. Very courteous. Yeah, so the day, so Brooks, so the, you know the golfer Brooks Coca? Well, you were here, right? Uh, no. 
You weren't here? Yeah, Wait, you were here. Who's Brooks? You didn't even fucking know. There's too many bitches running around. <laughs> um, there was tons of people here, but when, remember when Baker came in with like 20 people and they set up the cornhole? Yep. The yep. guy he was playing with is like one of the best golfers in the world. I Bro- had no idea. Brooks Koka and another I... sweetheart. Really nice guy. Just zero ego, super nice. We hung out. They hung around for five, six, seven hours that night. Um, <laughs> I mean, day and the night. But we had ourselves a time. Really fun. Right on. Well, we're a couple of days away from uh, one of the biggest moments in your career, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we got the, the new album, The Highs, coming out. It's been several years since your last kind of full project. First yeah. project under Mike. Yeah. I mean, I, I've voiced it before, but like, yes, I've put out a project in 2018, 2019, and 2020 even, I, I believe. Oh, uh, 2020, I didn't put out a project. No, 2019. So 2018 and 2019, I put out... For the homies, and then I put out You Ready, which is which is like an EP length. Mm-hmm. But I said it then, I don't think people really liked, you know, I don't know, it was probably a little less believable, but those were just, those were the throwaways, you know? Like, those are the ones I was making that, you know, in mind to kind of keep Mike Stud afloat as we start a slow transition into the Mike sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but these were the ones that, you know, I was making a bunch of songs, some of these songs on this album, you know, in 2018, 2019, and I was stashing the ones that I felt were a particular sound. So it's nice to finally be here. You know, I know how I feel about the music, and I've felt that way for a long time. So I'm, I'm just excited to share it with people. Uh, both songs that I put out have been, uh, Life Got Crazy is the best 10 days we've ever had. We just did a million in 10 days. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think we've ever done that, just on Spotify. I saw on Spotify that it was like going up the mic charts on your on your page. Yeah, yeah. It's number three most listened song. Yeah. And uh, it's also ag- algorithmic, so it's like not the amount of streams, but it's how fast it's growing at what pace. Isn't it just the amount of streams per day, like what it does for that day? Could be, could be that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just that. And but it's it- it's it's crazy. This is the first time I've seen Swish not in your top five. It's a new era, baby. I know. It's a new era. It's good to see all the new songs on there. People are really fucking with them. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and like, another cool thing is it's, like, we're starting to get some appreciation from some of the, you know, Apple especially. I got added to a few, like, Breakthrough Country, New and Country. Um, I want to say, yeah, New and Country, I was at both of the songs are on there. Breakthrough Pop on some stuff. So I'm starting to get some of that recognition, which is... Which is nice, because the whole goal is to just, you know, get in front of new people. The mm-hmm. um, whole point of changing a mic wasn't for my fans, it was for new people to receive it properly. And uh feels like we're off to the right start. So, huge thank you to everyone who's pre-ordered. We've had the number one pre-order for like the last 10 days, I believe. And mm-hmm. uh, on iTunes, and then, um, yeah, I mean, had our biggest merch week of all time as a business. And uh, that's only to the people who pre-ordered it. So this is going to be our most lucrative month maybe ever as a as an apparel business. Um, for my stuff, we've had some crazy week months for some of our other collaborations and things and mm-hmm. Chuck Bud. And, but yeah, this is uh, huge for us. So thank you guys so much. Hell yeah. Hell fucking yeah. Well, we have some. Uh, I know we have some questions lined up for fans. I don't want to get too into the album because I know fans are probably going to be asking about it. Yeah. In the questions, so... Uh, yeah, I'll talk a bit throughout it. Just talk about some of the songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or even, the you know, the doc. Oh, yeah, before we get started, shout out to doc. This guy deserves a big round of applause. The whole team, really. Um, 
everyone kind of chimed in and helped and and uh we got that done it was kind of an idea i had like randomly i like texted you guys in the middle of the night i believe yeah we just like uh, <laughs> yeah we're gonna do a doc because <laughs> i knew we had been filming i know you know versace shout out to him he's around a lot of the late night shenanigans and he's always there and he was picking up a camera a lot which was helpful mm -hmm. um and uh you know it was very very effortless a lot of my favorite songs were ones made very quickly it wasn't much effort big don't try moments and um that documentary was a don't try moment it kind of just was all right there for us we just had to put it together yeah i mean but if, it, if it, you think about it um you know the past couple of years i mean we we haven't really been filming that intensely no we had little pockets where we'd film a couple things. No, no, that's what, yeah, exactly. So, like, when you say don't try, we weren't trying for two years to make a documentary. At all. We just wanted to capture little bits and pieces so we, yeah. didn't, you know, so we had that right. with us. But it, it, uh, I think it shows, though, in the, in the documentary where it's just so organic. Yeah, like, not one thing was set up and do this or do that or anything ever with any intention to make a storyline or do something for the documentary or anything, really. It was just, mm -hmm. hey, let's count. I would bully her. I'd be fucking... You know, come up to you guys, and be like, "We're filming enough," because we're barely filming. You know, know. like we're yeah. just living life. We're obviously running a bunch of businesses, and I'm working on music, and you know, killing my podcast and whatever, all these things. So, yeah, we kind of run it, ran and gun, you know, run and gun everything we do. And the documentary was nothing, nothing else. So, very, very similar to the rest of our stuff. But I'm very proud of the documentary, and I've gotten a really huge reaction. Have you gotten a lot of reaction? You can come through. Say hi to big boy Versace in the back. Oh, there he is. Woo, 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 He's woo. fast. <laughs> He's nimble. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had people reach out to me that I haven't talked to in years. Mm -hmm. Say they watched it and they really enjoyed it. Um, I think, you know, we said something out there. I was saying it at the pool earlier, but the documentary, I knew it was something that the fans needed so that they could understand what we've been doing and our frame of thinking on things and, like, who we are really besides some Instagram stories and here and there, you're not really getting much behind the scenes and like a, a peek into who we are really nowadays and what we've been doing. So I think we did an amazing job and I think it does an amazing job of getting us closer as a unit, you know, like the fans and us and as a family, just the understanding that we'll have of each other and the appreciation for the patience that both of us have had because I've been very patient and I think the fans have too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, how are you? John Kilmer here. Now, if you're uh, pretty health conscious like we are, you like to take care of yourself, maybe you're active, you go to the gym, I'm sure you take protein supplements. I know I take mine every day. I'm sure a lot of you take protein supplements as well. But I know it's hard to find the right protein supplement. Um, the one I've been using for the past couple months is called Ritual Protein. I don't go anywhere without it. I just took this right out of my suitcase. And the reason we choose Ritual is because one, it's a plant-based protein, super healthy for you, but it's a protein supplement that's so much more than just protein. It has a little ingredient in it called choline, which most protein supplements don't have. And choline is something that your body produces, but not nearly enough of, and you need to get it from your diet. Most people don't get enough choline. And I'm not like a Harvard scientist, like the people that made Ritual Protein, but uh, this, is, this is what choline is. Choline, it impacts liver function, healthy brain development, muscle movement, your nervous system, and metabolism. So it's pretty important. And this is something that your body doesn't get nearly enough of, and it's in Ritual Protein, so you're getting all that plus a protein supplement. I put it in my smoothie every morning. It's part of my daily ritual. Um, but we have a tremendous offer for you today. 
If you go to ritual.com slash YNK, you're gonna get 10% off your first three months of Ritual Protein. So again, go to ritual.com slash YNK and get 10% off your first three months. Uh, I think you're gonna love it and it's just a, a great thing for your body. Tell them Steve sent you. Hey, how are you? John Kilmer here. Now listen up, because I'm about to hit you with a fucking fat deal, and it's also my fucking privilege to introduce you to the best sauce in the game. I'm talking about a sauce that's the number one selling sauce on Amazon. It's the number one selling sauce at Whole Foods. It's been featured by Oprah herself twice. I'm talking about Truff Hot Sauce. I'm sure you've seen it all over Instagram. They have a huge social media presence, and man, over the past month, I've been putting truff on fucking everything, probably about 79 to 69% of my meals. And I wasn't even a hot sauce guy before I started using truff and I love it. I can't even eat a meal without it now. Um, of course it's called truff because it's a truffle infused hot sauce. I am just so in love with the flavor and you, you have to do yourself a favor right now. You have to go to truff.com and I'm gonna hit you with a fat deal like I promised you. If you use promo code YNK at truff.com, that's T-R-U-F-F.com, use promo code YNK to get 15% off your order and free shipping. So please do yourself a favor. You got nothing to lose. I mean, Oprah can't be wrong. If you think Oprah's wrong, you're an asshole. Go to truff.com, promo code YNK to get 15% off and free shipping. Tell them Steve sent you. Sup y'all, John Kilmer here. As I sit back here and reminisce about the past 10 years that I've been touring with the artist formerly known as Mike Studd, it's hard for me to ignore that we've kind of all grown up together in a way. Some of us have gone on to get married, have kids. Not me personally, but you know, some of you guys. And uh, as we get older, we have to start being more responsible. And one of the more responsible things to start thinking about is life insurance. John Kilmer here with Policy Genius. Um, now life insurance is a tricky thing because a lot of people might be saying, well, John, I get life insurance through my job. Well, a fun fact is that your job is really only providing you with about 10% of what you actually need. You need 10 times more than what most employers are giving you from a life insurance policy. The second thing you might be thinking is, John, I'm too young to be thinking about life insurance. Well, another fun fact is that the longer you wait, the higher your rates are actually gonna go when you finally do get life insurance. It's something that we all need eventually, so it's smart to start thinking about it now. Now, Policy Genius has never made it easier. I got some fun facts for you here. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. You can save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius, and you can save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. So let's get smart, let's get responsible. Head over to policygenius.com slash YNK and start looking at policies today. That's policygenius.com slash YNK. Do the responsible thing. Let's get after it. Well, speaking of fans, without further ado, let's dive into some questions. Um, I didn't vet all of these yet, so if there's some bad ones in here, we'll skip right over them. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, all right. Let's no start. such thing as a bad question, guys. <laughs> Remember they used to say that in school when you're like, scared. What up, Steve? I'm like, yeah, there is. <laughs> there we go. Yo, what up, Steve? It's album week. July 23rd, the highs drops. I'm super stoked. But the question I had for you guys is, do you guys have a song that's your favorite off the album? Like one that just is like, 
damn, this is it. Like, this really stood out. Yeah, song off the album that stands out for me, it's really, like, a lot of people ask me this, just personally, friends, and I, I never can answer. Because I, I really do feel... I feel like you can't answer. You're too attached to it. Yeah, and, and I... But, like, it's also just a taste thing. Like, for me... I'm the artist, so like I, I, hand, I like handpick these ones. And it's, yes, I've taken all of your advice and opinions from the people I, I appreciate their, their taste. But let me let me rephrase the question: Of all these songs, which one do you think is going to be the one to go? If you had to pick one, I would say uh, probably "Life Got Crazy." Yeah, I don't know. I mean. Again, I, I think a lot of them could go. I don't know. I know. I, I, I will also add that the one I know is a hit isn't on the highs. Which is crazy. Yeah, it's not. And it's not because I, it's just, it was a business thing and we're going to get it right. There's a proper way of doing it. But the biggest one I think we have and I've ever made um, isn't on this album. And it's, it will be coming. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if any of these went, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you say went for us, it's, it's going to be a build regardless. You know, like it's not going to be some hit overnight. We're not going to be no, all over No, it'll probably place. take four years. Yeah, it could, yeah, like <laughs> another these days where it just like goes. You yeah. Know? I wouldn't be surprised if Life Got Crazy was the one. Um, I think Like Blood has a special vibe to it too. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would say those two. Yeah. And you can't count out some of the ones that have been out for a while. I mean, Two Birds was one of the first ones you put out. Two Birds is our best received song so far. And that's, you know, that's 20 million streams on Spotify alone. In so, about a year or so. And then, yeah. And then uh, Rodman is also, I feel like, has a classic feel to it. I don't it know does, if that will get old, you know? Yeah, it does. So, I mean, I'm just super excited for everyone to hear it. And I just ask you guys, listen, just just live with it. Don't, don't live with it in the sense of like, oh, you got to listen a few times. Like, live your life with it. You know what I mean? Like, do, mm-hmm. go... Take your time with the album and, and experience it while you're doing shit. You're driving, you're on the boat, you're doing anything. You know, I think it will start to feel like it will start to morph itself into a soundtrack for your life. Because I know, I know it was for us and for me. I think a lot of people are are like us. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of our fans are, relate to us. So that's the goal. That's the goal. Let's dive into another question here. I feel like this kid was super fucked up when he sent this. <laughs> awesome. What a YK podcast. Wallet Mafia out here. Good, look, good luck um, in my question for the podcast today is, Mike, when did you um, get into the tree game? And then also, if you were in college while doing it, what did you do with tests and stuff like that? Or did you stop then? Anyways, have a good time. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. And thank you for always delivering great content. He's not, he's not fucked up. He's a little high, but he's, he's, definitely, he's definitely in his parents' house. And he's trying to be quiet. Um... Funny story that uh, what people don't really know about Mike is he didn't smoke at all when I met him. Mm-hmm. So you definitely you definitely didn't really smoke in college. Did no, you? the first time I ever smoked, I was 21, <laughs> and I was I was pretty much towards the end of my career in baseball, and I was like, all right, because I I had um, so you never smoked at all before no, 21, not one no. fucking puff. And like when I was in high school, like I was a cool kid because of the ath- you know, being a good athlete and stuff. Like there wasn't, you know, I was like the only athlete that was like could be something more so right. you know you're cool through that especially in new england like that makes you cool you were know? you boozing in high school but i was like i was just gonna say like i wasn't even drinking much like i was kind of in the hood parties like i hung out with all the inner you know all my friends were black or hispanic we all played basketball and baseball together and i was a really serious athlete my parents were they weren't 
incredibly strict, but they were they were pretty strict, and my mom was sharp as a tack. So like, mm -hmm. when I would show up drunk, she'd be like all over it, you know. And I was just, I also <laughs> didn't love the way I felt. I, I didn't like the way I felt after I, I I would wake up and have to go to practice. So I I kind of, I mean, I I partied like minimally in high school, really. Like I didn't, and I I didn't think about smoking. Especially when I got to Duke, they were extremely strict on drug tests and shit. And mm -hmm. I didn't, I had a pretty straight and, straight and narrow look at like going to the big leagues or giving that my all. So yeah. You didn't I have didn't. to do any oil changes? I did. I did one oil change my senior year. I, I did it a few times senior year. Do you know what an oil change is? Yeah. Are you sure? Oh, uh, <laughs> is it through the ass or something like that? No, it's from the show Blue Mountain State. Oil changes, we would call them oil changes, but they were they were like when you literally did those those washes for your no, no, body. No, no, In Blue Mountain State is when you like pump clean urine into your piss hole. Oh, no, I didn't do any of that. <laughs> you put a catheter into your own dick and then you pump clean piss into you. Never did that, unfortunately. <laughs> Actually, fortunately, that sounds terrible. Shout out Thad Castle. Sounds Great terrible. Uh, but now I feel like you can't go a day without smoking as he lights the blunt. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I go, you know, I've gone four or five days before you know and like <laughs> i don't enjoy it like weed is like my treat sounds like me with jerking off <laughs> yeah i don't enjoy it speaking of treats it's like um, yeah i've gone like two or three days before <laughs> yeah no I, for me i'm like uh I, I i also just i really i really do like the way i feel when i'm when i got when i'm smoking weed i, yeah. I feel i feel very creative you know mm -hmm. a lot of my creative thinking and stuff even business stuff like you know, when we're out at the pool, it's just like we're talking and it makes sense and I figure things out, you know, so I, I lean into what makes me feel good. I mean, and crossed with music. I mean, there's not, nothing really beats listening to something when you're just yeah. super baked because your mind just focuses so intently on every individual sound. Yeah. It just it forces you to hyper focus on every little thing. Yeah in, yeah. A good, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like it's case by case. Everyone, you know, people have their waves like Blue Yup. When he gets a certain drunk, he hears things clear as day and he's very prolific when he talks certain ways you know like everyone has their thing it's about finding your thing and like curating it i don't drink a ton even now i'll drink till failure when i'm out but i'm not like yo i need not, a drink you're not a casual yeah, i'm not a casual drinker yeah you know? so yeah weed, weed is a thing for me mm -hmm. yes it is all right let's go to the next question what up yk podcast my name is Cordevity, a rapper from colorado I wanted to know if you guys have any guidance or words of advice for a young artist trying to build a fan base. Um, I make music about partying, chugging beers, spirituality, fucking bitches, stupid shit like that, you know. Um, not everyone loves that message. I do personally. I know a lot of people do, but it can be hard to find the right people who are going to receive that message well. Um, and I feel like waiting around on TikTok and YouTube to go viral isn't the move. I could be doing a lot more. You know, I've released three videos. I got seven more to go. I want to do it in the right way to where I could actually really build some fans and get that dream going on tour, which I know I could do. Um, if you have any tips or guidance, I'd really appreciate it. Cool. Um, my biggest piece of advice for young artists is that you just have to do. So like he feels like he's not doing enough, so just do more. And the key is like, yeah, you don't need any money. You got a phone. If you have enough money to record music, and you have a phone, and you have the talent, you just fucking do shit all the time. You know, well, like you said, if you have talent, and I think that's the big piece. The big piece that people are missing 
is that in the beginning you have to fall in love with the process of getting better yes and of actually like you said doing and like your your thought shouldn't be about i need to get more fans you're exactly right your thought should be about i love doing this i'm gonna get better the more i do it and at the end of the day people are gonna be attracted to dope shit you know there's a saying the boys may or may not have heard by now it's called ball don't lie (laughs) so like if you are dope enough just do a bunch of shit and it's gonna pop yeah and like don't worry about who's receiving what or the, the moment I stopped thinking and giving a fuck about who was thinking what about my music, a lot of people started thinking highly of it. Yeah. I stopped worrying about it. So, yeah, just change your perspective on it. Start, start pressuring, stop pressuring yourself and pressuring the universe to give you what you want right now. And do everything in your being to become what you want to become. Mm-hmm. And there's, that's a huge, very roundabout way of saying... Everything we're talking about, the spirituality, the enjoying life, the, you know, being uh, individually who you are and embracing yourself and being kind to others, all those things will help you become your best self. So if you're meant to be an artist, then you put your intentions on that every day and do a bunch of shit all the time and don't, don't even fucking worry about it. Yeah. And to give a more direct answer, also something that worked for us in the past is the consistency. Yep. Um, and it, it comes in all different shapes and forms. Today, it would be something different. Uh, maybe TikTok is the answer. But mm-hmm. back in the day, we did like weekly YouTube releases. You TikTok know. is definitely the answer. A hundred and fucking 50,000%. Yeah, it has the algorithmic shit. There's thing. no fucking, yeah. there's no better way of, we, I wish I had TikTok when I came out. I'm not doing it now. You know, I have, I have a TikTok, but somebody's just like, yeah, kind of taking what I post and on Instagram and making it TikToks, you know, but... If I was trying to pop off right now, I'd be doing curating all of my all of my content towards TikTok. It's just the best way to get discovered. Yeah, there's nothing like that. There was nothing like that that existed when we started that you could organically get in front of tons, thousands of new people. So if he does a verse every day on there and freestyles and wraps his ass off, you know, they'll start going up. You know, that doesn't translate into long-term success, but it gives you a window. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just fucking work. Have fun with it. And what's the first thing you said in the documentary about being unique? Yeah, being unique is almost better than being good. Yep. So that's, I mean, that technically that's another answer too. Yeah, be yourself, 100%. Be yourself. And uh, if you don't feel like yourself as a musician is, when I say yourself in air quotes, if you don't feel like you're, you're necessarily established in that way and feel like you have an exact voice, the only way that happens is by repetitions. I mean, I've been doing this shit for a decade. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I've been but, making music for a decade. But obviously, when you were starting out, your earlier stuff was very reminiscent of other things because you were drawing influence from stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas it took you a little bit to kind of like find your own totally, sound. Yeah, your that's own what I'm thing. saying. It took, and I think that's true for any artist that starts doing something. It's going to start from an imitation of something else. I used to talk about this thing called the artist gap. I forget who the kind of philosopher that, that came up with this theory or this... But it's essentially saying creators have something in their head that they want to create and then what they're making. Mm -hmm. And there's a gap. There's a gap that you have to close to get closer to what you have in your head. It's really hard to execute the things you have in your head as an artist or in your heart, you know? So the more and more you inch closer, you take those baby steps, you're closing the gap and you're actually inching closer to like your individual voice that you know, that, that thing in your head that you're really trying to create and it's not coming out that way. I mean, I felt like that for years. Mm-hmm. 
So it's just about executing um, over a span of time and stop looking at it like a one-stop shop, you know? Like, take those baby steps. You'll look up three years from now, you'll be like, oh, fuck, I'm pretty close. I'm closing the gap, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just get going and have fun with it, man. Once, once you start truly having fun with it and detach from the results, that's when most of the growth is going to happen. Amen to that. Yeah. Here we go. Next question. Hi, guys. So my name is Maggie. Um, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. have a question for you guys. With tour coming up in the fall, maybe, um, what's going to be different from this tour to the last couple tours, especially with, like, how ratchet the last ones get, how much fun they are? I know that the vibes kind of slowed down, and, like, you know, we are getting older, and you can see that in Mike's music, uh, self-growth and whatnot. So I just want to know, I mean, is it still going to get ratchet? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's definitely going to get ratchet. Is it still going to get ratchet? <laughs> is this recording? Yeah, I just want to make sure we're... Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. yeah, it is. Um, Mike, oh, will it still get ratchet? Well, it will definitely still get ratchet, 100%. Um, yeah, we're still ratchet motherfuckers. It's just not, like, exactly what I'm trying to portray. And, you know, like, I think I do a good job of balancing it. But I show... The social media, from their perspective, looking in, you know, from an outside perspective, I think it's exactly representing who we are now. I mean, we we, we definitely have matured and, you know, we have a bunch of business stuff that we have to be on top of and it takes a lot of hard work to do what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So if you're fucking boozing the whole time and chasing girls around, like, you're not going to have success or the success you do have won't be sustained or at least it will be limited you could have done more. And that's a bad feeling to have. So you, you definitely, I feel like we've definitely met in the middle and still feel like, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again, like as an artist, uh, the fun is a big part of my art. Like I can't make uplifting fun music if I'm not in a good vibe and spending time with my friends and going and meeting new people and being around, you know, girls and bars and traveling the world and all that shit has fed it. I, I, I treat it as part of the recipe for, to make the music. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, dude, we're, we're uh, definitely still party guys and like to have a good time. So especially when we're tour. I look at tour like a celebration of the music. I always have, you know. Yep. Do I think it will be as ratchet? No. Do I think, oh, you know, there will definitely be times where I'm not necessarily hitting the bar every single night? Yeah, I think there's validity to that too, but... The feeling at the shows is going to be amazing. It's we're taking it a higher level to match the music. You know, you're going to feel like you're you're at the Stevenson Ranch when you go in there. You know, the way we're going to come with a really cool production design and and uh, yeah, the feeling the the song's going to be sing along more than ever. You know, so that element, I think that rowdiness is going to be very much so present. As much as the mu I think the music's still super fun. It's definitely not like you know, it's definitely a step down. Well, I have a question, and yeah. I'm afraid to ask it because I don't really want to know the answer. Yeah. Boys of the Summer, are we done playing that at the shows? Yes. <laughs> Let that marinate. <laughs> start, start accepting that now so we have closure by the time we get on tour. <laughs> Kim was like, I quit. <laughs> okay. Um, man. We lost a lot of good men out there. We did. Um, Best job I ever had. <laughs> but, like, when are, they, when are the girls going to take their titties out? I mean, I think they can take it out at their own uh, discretion. Uh, I, don't right. think, I don't think we're going to be upset, you know, if they do. But I'm also not going to... I'm not going to... Uh, 
announce that everyone should take their tits out for the boys. All right. Well, let's just say that's implied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll say that's implied from the start to the end. Yeah. <laughs> Come here. You, I feel like you'll, you can go out in the crowd and insinuate what you need to insinuate. <laughs> Before you come on, I'll just be on a megaphone. Listen, we're not going to be playing boys in the summer, but if you'd like to take your titties out, please feel free at any time. Yeah. <laughs> my name's John. I will be filming the event. <laughs> <laughs> if you do need my contact, my Instagram is at John Kilmer. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, it was a good time. Good while it lasted. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave room for uh, some new traditions. All right, let's, uh, let's get one more question in here. Let's do it. Yo, what up, Mike? Cooking my nards off out here in Scottsdale. It's fucking 117 degrees. But uh, one thing I was really wondering, you talk about the transition from the Mike Stud era to Mike, and it's a, it's a gradual transition. You can hear it. But what was, the, what was that point when you talk about you go from writing to just seeing what happens in the studio? You know, I can, I can definitely tell that your new stuff now, you're just you're letting it fly most of the time. But, like, around when was it? You know what I mean? Like, was Brightside, were you still writing Brightside? Were you writing Honolulu? At what point did you make that transition over? Yeah, Brightside was towards the end of the writing era, but I was starting to get that. I definitely freestyled that. I remember I had the lyrics written for the hook, like me and all my guys look at the bright side, but a lot of the, that was right at the time where I started realizing the power of like the freestyle, not preparing the melody. Cause I would pre always have lyrics. I would, I would be walking around the street and just write a lyric down. And you know, if some, I do that now to this day, you know, I don't look much to be honest, but I'll just write, you know, five words sometimes, like one thought that I thought was powerful or, you know, one thing I think could be a dope lyric. And I would, you know, that was right around the time. Um, what was the other song he referenced? Honolulu. Yeah, I mean, we were free. I was when I was freestyling. I remember freestyling that one. Um, that was around when it started. And I, the aforementioned in the documentary, Joshua Tree Trip, was was a was a great breakthrough as well for understanding the tone of music I wanted to make. Um, being around post in the studio, um, Lewis Bell who I came up with and brought, really went out to LA with, who's gone on to be one of the most successful producers in the world. Um, they were all kind of doing this too. And I was, it was, it became something where I remember when I first started doing it, I felt uncomfortable, you know, in a room full of people. Now it's like, I'd feel uncomfortable writing something and doing it that mm -hmm. way. So yeah, you know, like anything else, it takes time, but it de this definitely felt like a, Right away, I could I could see the fruits of that, where you start freestyling and letting the melodies come out as they may. You know who's the first person I saw do this in a studio? You were there. Do you remember that session we had with Timbaland? Yeah. At Electric Feel? Yeah. And I remember, I mean, Timbaland's been around for... Yeah, he was he, doing it. I mean, he was around for like 20 years at that point. Mm -hmm. And he went into the booth. He's just like, yeah, throw a beat on. And he just started fucking vibing with it. Yeah, he's just like, oh. Like mumbling, oh, like, yeah. da, 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 da. and he's like getting into it, and he's yeah. like vibing to it. And uh, that's the whole vibe. I mean, that's the vibe. You know what I mean? It's the whole vibe. It's the whole vibe. Anyone who's making music, I would, I would give that advice to. Yeah. I mean, you think of some of the great people, like, uh, who was it, Jay-Z? He's never written a lyric? Yeah, I totally get it. You get it now, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Totally get it. And, you know, we, it's, it's not like he's rapping it all the way through. You know, you punch... 
you punch thoughts in, but the idea is you, you, the mumbles, like think about it. I put whole songs together that don't say anything yet sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I could listen, I'll play it in a party and no one, everyone's fucked up and no one's like dialed into the lyrics and they don't even know that it's not a song that's not out. They don't even know that I just made it before they got there and none of the words, it's a bunch of mumbles. What does that say? I mean, that says that you're gonna like the fucking song after you write lyrics to those melodies. Mm -hmm. See, I'm just giving free game. You guys don't even need tickets. <laughs> uh, I think another, um, another factor. That's a bar. Another factor is that uh, melodies become so much more important in um, I absolutely mean, in hip hop, especially in rap music. Yeah, and uh, totally, it's, it's easier to mumble when you're doing melodies because, like, the melody is one of the big. And I, I personally love where rap music. I personally love that. I'm so thankful they brought me out of that style of rap because I don't even really listen to rap like that where it's all bars and no melody. Mm -hmm. Like it's just not catchy to my ear. You know what I mean? I'm like a little tired by it. Yeah, like J Cole, I put him on like. I feel like I'm getting yelled at by verse two, and I'm like, why? What the, how many? Why are there so many words? You know what I mean? Where's the melody? Like, what's catchy? And that, and like I said, Joshua Tree kind of broke through to me that like it's about feeling. I was feeling the music for the first time a lot more. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. Yeah, man, it's very important. So we're uh, we're a few days out. We're going up to Dallas. A few people are going to be getting dick down in Dallas. <laughs> more than a few. <laughs> Uh, referencing an awesome song, check it out. But uh, it's been a long road. Our fans have played a huge part in this and will inevitably play a big part in the success of this album. Absolutely. Anything you want to say to them, the floor is yours. Yeah, no, I mean, I've said, I say it so much, it's a broken record, but it just wouldn't, uh, I owe it all to you. I think, I think all artists feel that way, but really it's more true for me than, than, than most because the way we do things, man, like if we didn't have the core fan base, as active as they are, then it just wouldn't be fruitful enough for me to continue to do, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I would probably always do it because I love music, um, but you know what I mean? It's just, I, I, I don't have the guy behind the scenes pushing a button and it's on the radio. I don't have the label giving us 500 grand to work a song to radio or Spotify. So, mm -hmm. you know, these are things that without, a, without the extremely unique fan base that we have, it wouldn't be possible. Um, so I just, I'm forever indebted and I, I try to come up with as many ways as possible as giving back. Yes, we like to monetize and I like to, you know, that's a big part of the game for us. It's like, how do we do this properly and how can we scale it and make a life for our families, you know? So we never have to mm -hmm. do something else because we love doing this. So that's obviously the goal, but we try to give back as much as we can and these conversations and uh, all the people I talk to I look at it as a fair commodity exchange because you guys have done so much for us, you know. I'm humbled by it and try to give back as much as I can, as much as we can. And we can we'll continue to be better at that. But um, you know, I mean, you know you do so much for people without even knowing you do or without even trying. Yeah. With the art you put out there and the stuff you put out there and the messages you put out there. Totally. Where it's you don't feel like you're doing something, but it really is doing so much. Yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm talking I'm very aware of that, and you guys, the fans, do a great job of letting me know that, which is awesome. Um, and I'll remind you that what I said when we started a podcast, I was inspired by the fact that I was getting a lot of messages, and I was responding to a bunch of them, and I could see how helpful it, it was for them, and I started to think, how can I scale that? Like, I was reading The Seven Laws at the time a lot, mm -hmm. and I was just like, the law of giving, like, what am I giving? Am I going out of my way to give? as much as I can. So, yeah, I mean, I think through the content, is that's definitely our medium. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
whether it's music, podcasts, even just what I'm posting, you know? Mm-hmm. And I uh, try to remember that and maintain that for sure. But yeah, hats off to the Steves. What a great group. I think we're curating a great group of people that can meet up anywhere and be friends and have positive energy and support one another. And personally, I think with the direction the world's going, I'm really happy to have the tone we have with our fans mm-hmm. and with our social media presence, just being positive and trying to help people as much as we can and not focus on bullshit because there's a lot out there. So cheers to y'all. Yeah. And another thing to be said is I keep forgetting that like we've been doing this for a decade. Yeah. It's pretty so crazy. You, like, you're, and, I, and I'm reminded when we run into kids and they're like, man, I've been following you since I was in the eighth grade. And they're like grown ass adults now. Yeah. We were 21, 22 <laughs> little fucking idiots. So it's really like growing up with people. Yeah. You know, because like, I mean, we've been very open with our lifestyle and we've let people in the entire time. Yeah. You know, whether it been tour vlogs or podcasts or documentaries. Uh, we've they've we've TV uh, show. yeah they've had an inside look at our lives so they feel like they've grown up with us so it creates that connection I, th- I think that's been the most special part of all of it and a lot of artists don't do that which is a shame yeah having an impact on people man what the fuck else is there mm-hmm. you know that's a powerful thing and, and if you have that that ability or even that opportunity I think you got to take it you know so yeah I think we've done that we kind of did it almost just not organically like it wasn't like we st- strategized it that way it was just like the only way we knew how to do it and that's that's credits to who we are and where we grew up and our family and whatever but we always we always wanted to keep it real and thought all the other shit was kind of stupid you know so i agree yes what a what a time to be alive what a time to be a steve well this uh this weekend we're headed up to dallas to celebrate the album yeah bottle blonde on uh on friday on on the 23rd friday night i was gonna say dare i bring it up Shout the Steve's come through. Yeah, you guys heard it here first. I don't think it's gonna be promoted. Like I'm, I'm not asking for. You know, we're just gonna go and have a great time. Yeah. Um. And uh, my buddy owns all those bottle blondes, so we're just gonna go have a great time in there. So if you're in Dallas or around or want to travel, go ahead. Um. It's gonna be busy, so get there early if you can. And if you're dudes, bring some girls, because <laughs> the clubs. I won't have control over it. It's not ticketed, obviously, in the clubs. When they're popular, they don't need to let anyone in. So that's true. Strategize, boys. Think ahead. And, and if you do bring girls, come find me, John Kilmer. I'll be at the booth all night <laughs> with a camera. So <laughs> even hide your kids, hide your wives. Yeah, but no, let's all celebrate. It's going to be an awesome time, and uh, very psyched for the highs. Also, I believe we're doing a listening party on Thursday night on Instagram Live. You know, maybe like a few hours before midnight, we'll go on. So mark your calendars. All right. All right. See ya.